Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. friends we're back with another episode that you never thought we'd make it this far but i'm really excited because we're both back episode um, number three yeah let's go <laughs> um so my name is Dayson, and i'm drew and we're just two idiot girls here to talk here to share things and just talking just talking so today's topic uh the name of this episode is women aren't allowed to literally like anything that's literally the rules we're not allowed to like anything without being made fun of or anything of like that right vilified literally so we wanted to go into me and drew are a long time stand slash like fangirls of things of many things and i'm very excited that this was like the first thing we were like let's start a podcast this was the number one thing we wanted to talk about was loving (laughs) things unapologetically yeah and you know it's fun especially when you're younger it's so much fun so the word that we're going to define today is stan which i from my understanding was started by um eminem when he wrote that really creepy song about the overcrazed fan um but on google stan is defined as an overzealous or obsessive fan of a particular celebrity what do you think of that I think that Stan is a more modern term because we used to just be called fangirls. Literally, so yeah. like fangirls, we're fangirls, we're fangirls. And then people get more creative as we get older. So me and Drew have three very distinct um, periods of our life where we stand different things. So the first Stan yes. like moment we can really like kind of pinpoint for us was being obsessed with My Chemical Romance from like, I want to say like 2005 to 2007, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. During the emo I would say era. that's accurate. Yeah. The emo era where everyone loves. Period. Yeah. We spent a whole summer at my grandpa's Big house hot and- topic. <laughs> big hot top big hot topic energy right yeah all summer we would just watch music videos on mtv and the helena one and i mean sugar were going down and whatever it was like all we ever watched but my chemical romance she was our bread and butter let me tell you people she was it she she really was she she was the blueprint for our Mm -hmm. she was the moment yeah dance Mm -hmm. she really was also we were super goth not i wouldn't say goth i guess just like alternative Mm -hmm. uh super into hardcore punk and like Dayson was kind of the starting the starter of all of that for me because she liked it and that was when I was going through my phase of copying everything she did literally if you're an older sibling you know the torment and torture of having a sibling very close to your age literally copy everything you do yeah I did everything she did everything she did everything she liked all of her interests and everything were mine and even like it went so far as like her myspace layout if she learned how to code something fucking (laughs) awesome I would literally I would literally copy it almost exactly just because I thought it was so cool but we both we both genuinely loved my chemical romance yeah and we both had our faves like Dason was a Gerard girl yeah the lead singer type of girly yeah and I was uh (laughs) 
<laughs> I was <laughs> fucking, I was a absolute slut for the guitarist, Ray Toro. If you're listening to this, Ray Toro, I still love you. <laughs> I think it's because I've always been into long hair, so... Yeah, if you look back, well, when we were thinking of planning this episode, I thought of how you loved Corbin Blue, and I was thinking, this whore just <laughs> love long hair from the jump. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, my God. Like, always. I, oh, my God. Qui-Gon Jinn, bro. The the OG. <laughs> Liam Neeson with long hair. Honestly, deck me, bro. Right. Literally, I, I... Brought the half-up hair down, half-up, half-down hairdo to the market. <laughs> I literally was such a slut for long hair on men. I just have always been like that. But Ray Toro was always... I'm always team brown, too. Like, sure. if there was a group, whoever was the most ethnic, ethnic that's who that's I'm me. leaning towards. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm down for the brown, always. So yeah, like if you think of, like, the, the we used to like the Backstreet Boys, but, like, we were, like, five and four, like, not really. Yeah. And Drew loved yeah. Howie, the one ethnic one of the group. I'm like, And the one that nobody else no liked. No one likes that one. <laughs> nobody liked Howie. Uh, you know what, Howie, if you're listening to this. Justice I, for Howie. I was here for you. I was, <laughs> I was holding you down, Howie. And I, and I still remember to this day. I got a Happy Meal toy, and it was Howie. And I Shut was up. like, "Oh my god!" I still remember he had a. It was in the one of their music video outfits. Remember when they made toys for Happy Meals? Yeah. And it was like blue and yellow. His outfit, and he had long hair. And okay. I remember looking at that thing, and I was like, "This is destiny." Yeah. Out of all the boys I could have gotten. <laughs> I'm four. He's 19. It's gotta work. I know. There we go. I'm. I'm I've been. I forgot about Howie. <laughs> this is a great Howie. transition into our first point, which that was when yeah. we loved Michael Rennes. There was obviously a huge age difference. So like, oh, I'm 12. God, yeah. I'm 12. Gerardway's 30. That's an 18 year age difference. And I'm like, and we're gonna get married. Dude, I don't know Ray you. Toro was older he was like 35 or yeah something like that. and, and i'm 12 I, yeah you're 10 and you're like i was I 10 think this is gonna happen i have told billy before too that i genuinely thought that i would marry ray toro like i was convinced more yeah. so more so than nick jonas like yeah. i was more convinced it's so yeah. funny too because like we talk about how like we went from loving my chemical romance to the jonas brothers which is the next yeah. part um really. but in terms of loving my chemical romance like it's such dark content that they're talking about especially with yeah. gerard way like he was an alcoholic and had a lot yeah. of like mental issues and all this stuff yeah. like we had obviously i have every my chemical romance that that oh well I'm kind of a fake fan because I stopped after the Black Parade. I'm not going to lie. I didn't care for the next stuff. Sorry. But their second album, or I guess it was considered their third, was Life on the Murder Scene. It had a DVD yeah. in it. I was so excited because I was like, I can only watch the same clips of you guys on YouTube for so long. I right. need new content. And it was such a depressing film. Obviously, like shows like his struggles with alcoholism and how the band yeah. really wanted to help him and all this stuff. And yeah. we would watch this. So I'm like 13. Yeah, how old are we? Like yeah, 13, 12, 11, 10. change your two years apart. Yeah. yeah. And we're watching this on our TV in our shared bedroom on our bunk beds. And we watch it as we go to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah. We literally, yeah. Every we night. Put that for those of you who don't know, CDs were a thing once. Yeah. Upon a DVDs. Time. Yeah. So it's like, so like the, the, it was almost like the deluxe version of what, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge had a dvd attached to it so no like, the dvd was in a different album and the, the oh, second okay. one that's life on the mercy and that one had like unreleased tracks or in live okay. tracks and yeah stuff. yeah yeah so that's where yeah so dason would always ask for those for her birthday christmas mm. like she would always ask for the new cds and the deluxe versions of everything yeah so she asked for that and we would literally 
go fall asleep like sweet dreams right at 10 11 years old to them to them cussing and like talking about doing drugs and like struggling with alcoholism we're like laying in bed watching i'd like wake up listening hearing the yeah, desert song that's how i knew this the film is over <laughs> Yeah, on my and, bunk and bed watching it yeah about drew started the movie that was like our, honest- our that's our white noise <laughs> yeah literally that's our white noise machine yeah and honestly honestly shout out to our mom because mm-hmm. she was so supportive of us even though the that whole freaked time. her out that yeah, she's like, on- that stuff okay yeah. she, was, she was like i you know what it's a little freaky but i support <laughs> you guys like, and she would um she got us tickets to go watch mm-hmm. them on when they went on tour for the black parade that was my very first concert i was yeah. 10 years old avenge like, sevenfold no i just lied to you it was rise against opened yeah. i wish it was Avenged sevenfold but and no it was, it was rise against the, it was at the arena next to disneyland the anaheim convention center there you go dude my we mom went- took us we took drew's little our little white my cousin friend yeah our good friend, my friend Shout and out um <laughs> And it was like life changing because I had been to so many concerts before. Also, speaking of this concert, um, Drew slapped my face at school the week we were going to this concert. And then my mom, same week, it's the same week. And my mom said, Do you want her to go to the concert? And I said, No. And then Drew was like crying. And then when Drew left the room, I told my mom, I do want her to go, but I want her to learn her lesson to not fucking slap my face. (laughs) Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's (laughs) context required. (laughs) Because I, as we've went over already, I it was, was annoying. obsessed. I was obsessed with Dayson and I wanted to be friends with her and all. Her you friends. were a stan, yeah. I was a stan of Dayson and whatever she liked and her friends. So I was trying to hang out with them and she was being mean to me because she didn't want me to sit with her and her friends in the quad, which is the cool place to sit. Oh, man. Yeah. And when I was, she told me, get out of here, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I turned to leave and she threw a grape stem at my head. And it got caught in my hair and everybody laughed. And then she laughed and then she came over to get it out of my out of my hair. And I turned around and I slapped her across the face. Now, was this the best choice? No. No. On some like bad girls club type shit. I was like, what are we doing? And you know when you hit your sibling and you're like, they're gonna fucking narc on me. So I have to like, and I was telling your days, like, I'm sorry, bro. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I was telling your dude. (laughs) I was like, hit me back. Cause for those of you who don't know. Jason's a fucking tattletale. So I would tell, she's been that way. I'm a narc at heart. What can yeah, I say? She, so I would tell her, I literally was telling her, bro, like hit me back. No, dog. but I'd like, be- if I did that to you, you would tell on me. Are you joking? Dog, dog, come on. Any if, normal person would have done it. Dog. If you begged older me, siblings out there, put your, put your responses in the comments. Please. If, you, if you begged me not to tell, <laughs> I wouldn't. And you, I begged you not to tell and you said I won't and as soon as we got home you fucking told so I was like I you humiliated me why did I say like that you humiliate I can't say that word in front of my crush you had who, a which one who grew which up to one? be a meninist so we don't need to name drop him anyways <laughs> but you embarrassed me in front of my seventh grade crush and who was my crush oh. through all of middle school and, but and I and I for an eye because we embarrassed each other didn't we so anyways. so anyways we did get to go to the concert it was yeah. a blast in a glass my mom took us to indoor soccer if you grew up playing club soccer you i hope you're like us indoor soccer was the bane of my existence and we used to beg my mom to not take us because i hated it but she took us and she said we're going to the concert right after and 
that bitch took us to in and out before too and i was like what is it my birthday like where are she, we going next she out here whining and dining right us. i remember my Shout grandpa my grandpa took us to hot topic at the mall to pick an outfit for the concert like we just I grew up like that. with the most supportive family period they're yeah, like look period. at these little weirdos they're singing songs about <laughs> like cutting yourself and being, you know like really upset and we're like woo like and we'd be like oh i'm emo and then we'd be like at soccer like joking about like spongebob like just well so much love for this group and i think too like at a young age like it really like resonated with me with how he felt because i'm naturally very anxious i didn't know i had anxiety at the time and i think i found like solace and like refuge in that group and that's why i love one of the many reasons i love them so much yeah yeah, and Dason's always had a very eclectic taste in music, like a very, very uh, cool taste in music, I guess. Come on, yeah. And she's and she she leans towards mainstream stuff too. So like we literally just like got so attached to that band, I think, because we loved their music, and then it was also something for us to bond over too. Yeah, because, which we hadn't had. So yeah, that we was, didn't yeah. we didn't have anything like that specifically, but mm-hmm. we've always been very close. But something about that band kind of kick-started our fangirl our relationship over, yeah yeah and our just dedication to groups right yeah. like we, we were a big fan of groups so like we went to the concert it was a fucking blast and it was my very first concert it was Dason's like fourth mm-hmm. concert or something but that was my very first concert I ever went to which I'm proud of because mm-hmm. the next seven were all <laughs> are dedicated all- to this next segment <laughs> exactly uh which is uh the jonas brothers i remember yeah. very specifically i was at my friend courtney's house like in between mm-hmm. soccer games or something and we were watching tv yeah. in a room and we we're watching yeah. disney channel and the video for sos came on and i was all who the fuck is that and why the fuck you wait <laughs> why, why the fuck <laughs> you in my draws yeah wait Google. hold on you forgot though like we had seen year 3000 oh we made fun of them yeah but they, if yeah. you look at those videos they don't even look the same at all yeah and if like- you guys if you guys remember if you're a true jonas brother fucking fan, disney like from, stand from the jump yeah. from the jump you remember that they used to play music videos during commercial breaks sometimes mm-hmm. on disney the Channel. same one and the same over and over this, again. like whichever one they were trying to get big <laughs> so they played year 3000 like a million times yeah and we know now it's a cover but at the time we thought we we thought they wrote that song yeah <laughs> so we were and like this song is lame like I remember was, yeah. we, were talk- we were talking all that shit and then something happened when they changed vibes Man. like they changed looks and then sos came Mm-hmm. And I said, this is it now. This is what I'm dedicating my entire fucking My life. entire personality will now be this. <laughs> Literally. Dude, do you remember are- on MySpace when they used to do their, like, you, like everyone thinks Instagram comedy was started by Amanda Cerny. I would like to say that I think it was started by the Jonas Brothers on their YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they would they- do, like, skits and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. They had, like, the Nick Jonas show and stuff like that. So, like, when they make content now and it's making fun of or reenacting the shit they used to make on myspace like people are like i don't get this that's because you weren't fucking there you weren't, you weren't there, there on the ground floor it's not for you it's for me like, like the rest of us some of us have put in the work over the time <laughs> put in the hours yeah to recognize so yeah. we saw we saw sos and we were like that's it for me this yeah. is what i'm dedicating the next six years of my life to mm-hmm. and we just became the biggest fans like yeah it turned in it it transcended Mm -hmm. being a fan so Mm -hmm. that's why like the hysteria is 
very accurate very real like yeah and they but they were like they were next level celebrities yeah and like for us like I'm sure anyone who loved the Jonas Brothers like around this time period if you're around our age uh, like the difference between loving my chemical romance and the Jonas Brothers was that the Jonas Brothers were closer to our age so I'm like oh 18 year age gap with MCR but with the Jonas Brothers I'm like oh Joe who was my favorite of course because every every lesbian ever has always said but oh when your best friends made you pick your favorite Jonas brother you always pick Joe because he looked the most like a lesbian and I didn't think about that but now it all kind of makes sense (laughs) if you think about it big picture wise right but um and they're only a few years older than me no shit huh yeah I was a Nick girl so that was me and you know what did I know that he was five six and even at 13 years old I was taller than him yeah I knew that and did I care did I care no I didn't (laughs) even when I found that I was like and I'm gonna stop growing I didn't I didn't stop growing I grew like five more inches after that so I think like with them like you said it was much more tangible to us Mm -hmm. because we were older at the time and they were a lot closer to us in age Mm -hmm. so like I was just telling Dace that I was talking about this with my last girl but like that era of the Jonas Brothers being at the very apex of pop culture with anything that like, touched them made yeah. was immediately famous like yeah. i love taylor swift with all my heart but you have to give credit that when she started dating joe or it was speculated yeah. that they dated and then she did the thing on ellen that really yeah. set her off come on they launched her well yeah. and then so when me and days like fell in love with the jonas brothers mm-hmm. we were like we have to go see them in concert yeah and once again my mom was being the goat that she is yeah and she we did a real 180 from like the god music to To wanting to die to like rainbows and unicorns yeah exactly so we went to our very first Jonas brother concert in vegas at Mm -hmm. hollywood and i remember when we went to that concert we skipped school and we flew this bitch flew us we felt so rich like mommy always says she spent yeah, she spent her first bonus she ever got at her corporate job at the time. Yeah. On that trip. It was I know. Incredible. And it was and it was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And we went with our friends and I remember we chased the bus afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they saw us and waved at us. And that they really meant so much. And it was funny because when they were ch- when we were chasing them, like we were. First of all, I was like 11 and I could run for hours. So yeah. I was like, "This is nothing. This is <laughs> nothing to me." Now I'm on like, the freeway. Yeah, yeah literally. Mm-hmm. So we were like there from the jump. Come That's on. That's why I was like, at the "When You Look Me in the Eyes" tour, bitch. Literally, and I still have the program from that fucking. Mm-hmm concert too because I saved it forever so that like kick-started I was like yeah just a further confirmation that this is all I'm gonna think about and care about for the next six years yeah. is them these men that don't even fucking know I exist so we like went to how many more after that like five more concerts after that yeah no so one of my friends she had tickets she was like my Jonas brother homie so yeah. um her dad got us tickets for that one that my mom paid for me my sister and my friend to go to and then the yeah. next day we flew to LA like from yeah. Vegas flew to LAX and went and saw the exact same concert at the Gibson <laughs> Amphitheater at Universal <laughs> Studios try to chase yeah. the bus again but in LA it's so much harder because there's way more fans there in Vegas like yeah. it, it wasn't like that for whatever reason and then Later that year, we saw them at Wango Tango. Shout out Kiss FM if you're from Southern California. We went Damn, to that. Wango Tango was Come the on, place man. To yeah, be. we saw that Miley was Cyrus. Yeah, that was Coachella for us. Yeah, we saw yeah. Miley Cyrus perform. Um, we saw Snoop Dogg, Pitbull. Like we saw yeah. a bunch of like random um 
artists and stuff yeah, perform at it was there. a real random lineup that's yeah for sure. but we're like the jonas brothers are going to be there so why we went to every single tour of theirs mm-hmm. until we got older and they kind of aged out a little yeah, bit like we that's didn't when go we to stopped the tour but we went to every demi, single one yeah we didn't go to the tour that demi got kicked off of that was the i remember the, that yeah. was the last one we didn't go to we went to the one before that oh but, and and we never went to the one when they were with uh hannah montana the best of both worlds one. oh yeah no but we that, that was the other movie one. yeah yeah so and it was i we just have so many embarrassing pictures and stuff from that mm-hmm. era and it was something that like drove us almost like it was something that we were so dedicated to mm-hmm. and like loved and obviously like there was nothing but jokes about fans and yeah. like women like you know the girls like the hysteria over it and all yeah. of that but we did not give a fuck no dude. like I we remember, didn't care at all yeah when i went to high school this is like right before i'm about to age out of my jonas brother era I yeah. had a Camp Rock backpack that I religiously wore to school. And then on every <laughs> one of the three brothers and the little brother, the, the one that all every Gen Z likes, I would put a birthday message on my backpack saying happy birthday, whoever it was. Joe, you did it too. Don't act like you didn't do it because you did it too. She's acting surprised and we would fucking do this together. And I would tape it to my backpack and wear it to school. I don't know. I don't know. About You're full that, of bro. shit. Don't believe anything <laughs> she's saying. We would wake up early before school to do this together. I don't know about that. But anyways, I would wear that to school and boys would make fun of me. And I would be like, You're just mad because I didn't do this for your birthday. Yeah, like, we, who cares? We truly did not give a fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, we didn't care at all. And I think that speaks a lot to our personalities. Yeah. Because we like truly genuinely didn't care when we would hang out with our girlfriends and we would talk about them. Like it was almost like they felt safe so they could talk about how much they liked them mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and we didn't, and we didn't fucking care. I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck who asked me. Uh, yeah. And what of it? And we I used would to think, go, and there was no social media at the time, except for MySpace. So it wasn't yeah. like when we liked one direction, you could follow them on Twitter and see yeah, like, oh, spotted. So we would, whatever we read was in um, freaking Pop Sugar, whatever magazine. J14. Yeah, Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat. And my mom would like take us on little like mommy and me dates, like me, her, and Drew. And we go to Chili's for dinner. And we would talk about them like we knew them. We're like, yeah, I saw Nick in the latest edition. Oh my God, I know. My mom would just entertain us. And I'll never forget this. She was like, are you joking? She's like, I'm like, yeah, they're all virgins because they all have the purity ring. And my mom (laughs) verbatim told us, she went, are you freaking kidding me? they're on that bus and the, in the back of the bus getting bjs from local like fans and stuff and i was Bye. like yeah you know, i was yeah. like don't you ever talk about them like that <laughs> and little and did never- we find out however many years later in their documentary that's on amazon prime that they were in fact whoring around like normal men do they were just sucking and fucking their way through the united states honestly though at that point like are we surprised like no as we got older I think we kind of were just like, eh, like we just kind of aged out of it a little bit, yeah. which, is, which is fine. I mean, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. You grow up, change your yeah, interests. And then, exactly. And then it just got to a point where it was kind of like, mm, like wasn't really, it wasn't giving, it wasn't yeah. giving anymore. What needed to be given. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't giving like how it did when I was 13. And then we rolled into our next segment, which is uh, One Direction. So man. I what remember a time. 
when One Direction came on the scene, like at that point, like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram were already were live. alive. Yeah. They, they weren't they weren't where they're at today, obviously, yeah. but they were starting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big reason why they were a lot bigger because they yeah, could interact of the spread of social media. They can get yeah. faster. Yeah. And I remember seeing people talk about them and I was like, I don't want to. And I remember telling days, I don't want to look it up because I don't have the energy to get dedicated like that again. I just don't I have, have soccer energy. in high school to think yeah, about. I, like, I'm not I got, I got another man in there. Yeah. I was like too many balls in the air. You know what I mean? Like who has well, the time? And like, it was presented as being cringy. Like their band. Yeah, it was. It was presented it was, as being yeah. cringy, which is part of the entire theme of the whole thing. Like everything else was presented as being cool. And then once it like, and, but we liked it anyways, even if people didn't think it was cool. But yeah. with One Direction, it was presented as being cringy and for kids. So we're like, I'm not a yeah. kid. I'm 16. So I'm so grown now. I'm too old and for this. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, I literally told Melissa this the other day, but I remember <laughs> talking to you about it and we were both like, yeah, no, it's probably. But at the same so time, late. we were like, but I am OG going. Mm. Yeah, we're like, yeah, like, and then, and then I, I remember Maybe I just one up, video. Yeah, I saw someone post something about their one of their songs. So I looked up the like, I looked them up and I saw their video for the acoustic version of One Thing. Man, it's still on YouTube. Go watch it. It's a Vivo and special that they did. I you, think. Yeah. You, you go watch that and you tell me that that doesn't make you fucking make you have to change your fucking chonies. Bitch. <laughs> make you clean you know your jeans, saying? bitch. Yeah. yeah let me yeah, see. Yeah, you tell me that doesn't make you want to <laughs> make you want to do something. Doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like <laughs> now, now, now I have to do this now i'm in it so i'm doing told, it to me yeah and i told days and i said you gotta look it up bro i looked it up we, you gotta we do watch it. it on our ipod touches <laughs> yeah literally i was literally looking up on the home computer you know there used to only be one computer in the house Everyone shared, look, yeah yeah we'd look it up and watched it and then i was like well r.i.p to me i Here guess we go. all my free time is gonna be dedicated to this mm-hmm. and i wouldn't i wouldn't say that we were on the same level as the jonas brothers i think just because we were older but I think it was different because it definitely was an yeah. obsession. Like we would like track their flights. Like if you were a one D fan around 2012 to 2000, uh, yeah. whatever, 15, 16, especially yeah. in 2012 when they first got big in America. And they, I remember their first tour here when they were on iCarly, when they were on the kids, right? Like stuff like that. Yeah. If yeah. you were a fan in that time period where they would do those weird live streams on like random sites, I've, I can't even think of. No, I think it was a different obsession. We're like, okay, they're traveling to Florida today from Georgia. Where are they? And why haven't I seen anything on Twitter? Yeah, them arriving? I think it was, I think it was a lot less like buying shit like buying Mm -hmm. like like magazines and shit yeah and more so just like keeping up with them on everything on social media yeah just on every everything Everything. like figuring out what they're doing and i remember too like how many one direction we saw them three times so we went to the very first tour in america and uh, that was really fun iconic at the honda center let's go at the honda center and we saw the jonas brothers there a few times too so twice and we got to be in the 3d movie yeah oh yeah <laughs> dude how do we not talk about that we were literally there when the Jonas Brothers filmed their 3d movie if you haven't watched it go watch it on Disney plus yeah but we were literally there when mm-hmm. they filmed that and we didn't know who Taylor Swift was no ever. I like kind of heard of her but not really and then she had to perform her, heard her about cover her. twice because they like they fucked, fucked up the recording filming. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways so we saw One Direction there we saw them at the Teen Choice Awards yeah we fun and then we saw them again at their arena tour. Well, like one the of last ones. one they did, that's, yeah. That's and it was without the one you Zane. bought for me. Yeah, and you, you bought that for, my for your birthday. birthday. Yeah, yeah. And a so Qualcomm. that was 
a fucking blast like going and seeing them but I think yeah the obsession was probably just different it was Mm -hmm. less tangible and more like online and I remember too when they would be in California oh man our our, like our Twitters would be like we would just be looking constantly like where are they we don't even live in LA and we're like man maybe they'll come out this way yeah 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 maybe they'll stop by in our little tiny town yeah yeah and I and I remember when we were on Twitter once I don't know what I was doing. Oh, you know what I used to do? I used to, okay, before when you could retweet things, you this could is change. A, this is another example of how annoying my sister is. So yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Finish the story. <laughs> Everyone should know this before, about you. <laughs> before, before you could, when you would retweet, you could change what they wrote. So like, yeah. it wouldn't be like separated. So I would, I, I would do this shit where I would, I would retweet what they wrote and I would erase it and I would make it so it looked like it was addressed to me. And I would do that shit to be funny, but it was also like, I don't know. Are you going to notice me? Maybe. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I would do it to be funny because it would make me laugh. And I remember I was doing it that day they were in LA. Mm-hmm. And I had like several girls hit me up on Twitter and they were like, oh my gosh, are you with them? And I was literally pretending like I was with them in their hotel and I fucking wasn't. I was literally at home miles away from LA and I was telling them, oh, like we can't go outside. There's too many girls. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I can ask the boys, but, and she was like, I won't give out any information. (laughs) Why is my sister so embarrassing? You know what? manifestation is real <laughs> so i truly believe that if i if i did shit like that enough that they'd be like yeah maybe we'll hang out with this girl <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me like i i i just made, you know sometimes you gotta you gotta be your own hero <laughs> so, so i was like we like i would do stupid shit like that just for funds but like we were so convinced that like maybe we could run into them at some point if yeah. we paid close enough attention mm-hmm. to like Twitter or, or what the fuck ever. But they were massive. They like transcended a different level of fame that mm-hmm. the Jonas Brothers and they reached. were alive and a thing during the era of Tumblr. So oh before we got God. on, we were talking about Brittany Broski's video where she went through her Tumblr and it was so fucking funny because we related to yeah. literally everything she said. Not yeah, so much the 1975 was- stuff. But yeah, definitely no. um, on all of the One Direction. Bad girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One Direction stuff. Like she was talking about how POVs, like I, the segment is called POV, you're watching me read uh, One Direction smut. We <laughs> were just absolute, because I didn't really care for um, Wattpad. I would read stuff on there, but yeah. I liked it better when it was on Tumblr for whatever reason. It and wasn't the same as it, it wasn't, is now. Yeah, That's why. It didn't hit the same. And we would yeah. read Imagines and, well, I loved Imagines and One Shots because they were really quick. But man, yeah. did my sister consume a lot of fan fiction. She was like, girl, you gotta try this one. I did read a lot of One Direction fan fiction. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sue me. So what? I, I, I guess you could call me one, I'm, I'm a reader. I'm someone who's more of a bookworm. So <laughs> readers are leaders, yeah. So, you know, I remember I used to go on websites to look for them because Tumblr would have them, but like sometimes they'd be unfinished and like yeah. I, I'm someone who needs to know what happens. Oh, you know what's one that I think of every time I think of fan fiction? What? It was this very specific one about Harry Styles, obviously, and Kendall Jenner. Mind you, we're both in fucking college and we're sending each other <laughs> <laughs> links to this shit. And I sent her this one I found on Tumblr. (laughs) 
in which okay. Listen, listen to doing. me. Listen to me. We were in college, but still, how old were we? Like 17, six, 17. I was 17 when I went to college. Uh, and you no, were I, yeah, I, I had to have been at least 20 when I was sending this to you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have been at least 20 when I sent this to you. But it was one with Harry Styles and Kendall Jenner. And they were like, but she was his stylist or something. I no, 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 no. You're the stylist. You're the stylist. And then Kendall's like, no, I don't even like him. Like we're fake dating for, you know, PR or whatever. And, and this then, was when they were speculated to have yeah, been dating. So yeah. I sent this to Drew and I'm all get a look my me typing furiously on my HP laptop. Get a load of this one, buddy. <laughs> it is so good. I think I had and to me, email it too because I didn't have yeah. texting on my HP. And, and me on my uh on my Vizio. I was literally like, <laughs> oh my god, laptop. my Vizio laptop, my touchscreen laptop. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's so that's why I said no. We both were like, no, you're the <laughs> it wasn't you're kendall it was you <laughs> yeah and you're you're the fucking it's the it's the tale as old as time where you like yeah. you take out you take off your glasses and he's like oh my god oh, like what you see mate <laughs> i can't believe that you're actually beautiful without your glasses on. Like, like, no haza i don't like you like that <laughs> But you know what? We used to read fan fiction. I tried to read fan fiction for my commandments. I got in trouble because I was 12 and should not have been on that part of the internet. And then we used to read fan fiction for the Jonas Brothers on MySpace. It was never graphic. So I think graduating to One Direction fan fiction. Yeah. We were like, oh, this is, I can't stop reading it, but I know it's a lot when we're reading it. You know? It's like, it's like, okay. It's like one of those things where you're like, like you, you're like, you know what I mean? Like he's making like, the eye emojis. Like, mm, I'm gonna finish this. Yeah, to know where the story goes. Like yeah. that's what you tell yourself. Like, but the writing just, is so good. Yeah, it's so good. Like it's not about the smut. It's yeah. not about that. And you're like such a fucking liar. So I know. Like, it's so funny. Every One Direction fan did this, and if you didn't, every, you're a liar. Well, everybody, yeah, and every fangirl at some point or another, even like at this point in the world when like bts is is so fucking huge mm-hmm. like there is countless fan fiction and stuff like that out there about them and i know there's there's fan fiction about fucking everything like everything. game of thrones literally like povs and imagine that's what they used to be called imagines or like what are one, they, shots. one shots yeah yeah one shot that's what they used to be called on tumblr and shit so when povs became a thing like when tiktok emerged and all of that Mm -hmm. it's like a tangible pov i'm like you guys are so fucking lucky because the rest of us had to use our brains yeah my imagination to imagine what that would look like yeah i had to imagine it but now you have like people who dedicate like time and effort to make yeah oh man especially during the draco malfoy like the chokehold that the draco malfoy povs had there there was all i looked at I was obsessed. Dason is such a slut for like Bucky and like oh uh, yeah, bro, like the Bucky and Loki like POVs and shit. Wow, yeah, it's like people are so fucking creative and access to all this technology has Mm -hmm. changed the game for like Mm -hmm. fandoms. Yeah, so I'm like, you guys are so lucky because some of us were fucking pilgrims and had to read it and imagine it. Had to read it on a scroll and then imagine it in my head. (laughs) I and that's why like. I've talked about the fan fiction that I wrote, which Jason has read, mm-hmm. and I started a sequel and I never finished it. Yeah, and I did all the I, graphics and made the MySpace account for exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I literally Jason, Jason, I was like, I'm, I'm the create, I'm the writer, and you're, you're the creative genius when it comes to how we're gonna. Yeah. 
like we were convinced that we were going to be a Jonas Brother like fan fiction MySpace page remember yeah <laughs> and we just it was like too much work and then we, we and then you know oh what God, right? while we were typing it out we felt embarrassed we're like <laughs> and I was just telling you Jerome, maybe we like table this one maybe we wait yeah well and then we turned 15 16 years old and we were like and I this isn't my journey anymore I promised everyone I'm I'm looking for my fan fiction I know everyone's I personally think you threw it away on accident or we were just like that's embarrassing burn her I'm I'm still we have, but you I, have a you have a backup you have a backup plan yeah. that is just I do have a backup plan yeah but I will tell you this if I can't find the physical copy of it I remember the story so aggressively mm-hmm. it's not even funny come so on I, red high top converse that's I that's what I said in my messy in my, low bun I posted mascara in, <laughs> I posted in my IG story too like like when I was talking about it and I was like funny is I didn't even put myself in the fucking story like I I didn't put like I didn't your name that shit I literally put another girl as the main I'll give you some hints the main character in my story was Miley Cyrus right mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Jonas Brothers and then the 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 villain in my story was Selena Gomez <laughs> just like who I don't know what it was about Selena Gomez the villain in my story was Selena Gomez. Oh, you know why? Because she yeah. looked most like you and she didn't nearly get the time of day with Nick like she deserved. Okay, so Selena Gomez, poor thing, got played by Nick Jonas and by Justin and Bieber, Justin right? Justin Bieber. Which, which I was saying that Nick Jonas is the perfect example that I have of Virgo men being the worst. Mm, Virgo men are so fucking toxic. So I was literally like, I don't know why. I think it was just at the time, like Selena Gomez was always kind of painted to be the the villain in the media. She was yeah. kind of like the other woman. That's how yeah. they painted her a lot. He cheated so on Miley with her. And yeah, her. yeah, and it was like all her fault, and like her mm. being in the burning up video was like people saying like, Shade. Yeah. like why would she do that to her? Yeah. And you know they're like they're all kids at the time, and Miley has even said like they they kind of pitted us against each other. Mm-hmm. That's who the villain was in my story. It was Selena Gomez, and give thirteen year old me a break, right? Because I was always wishing I was like the main character, like Miley Cyrus. Not that Selena Gomez wasn't very popular at the time, but she was always painted to be the bad guy. So yeah. like my main my main character was Miley Cyrus, obviously the Jonas Brothers. My main romance was with Nick Jonas, obviously, because <laughs> I was a Nick girl and everybody else was side characters. That's why I'm like, that. those are the only hints I'll give you. But I just couldn't believe I didn't even fucking put myself in the story. I literally was living vicariously <laughs> through somebody else. I was more of a consumer of One Direction content than I was of a, a connoisseur. You know what I mean? I wasn't putting out One Direction content. I was just consuming it all the time. Also, we didn't even talk about who we were, what girls we were. I was a hairy girl, oh, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was a Liam girl. And that feels so embarrassing to admit. Yeah. Because, uh, but you know what? He was one of the best singers. So I'll give him that. Yeah. But yeah, him yeah. and, uh, him and I'm Zane. I'm kidding. Yeah, Zane I'm was kidding. the he best was. singer by far. And I wish I was a Zane girl for sure. And I remember too, when we would read stuff about them, like they didn't give a fuck. Like they they were bringing girls back to their hotels all the fucking time. Like they didn't give a shit. They didn't fucking care at all. And that was something new for us too, huh? Because the Jonas yeah. were so in, like discreet about shit yeah. like that. Well, and there was no social media. If they had Twitter and shit at the time, they'd be like, Nick just took back two girls to his room. Like, yeah, literally, like, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I'll so never forget. Mainstream. You said, you know what? 
why they're so big? And I was like, why? And you said, because it's like they're singing to every girl ever. Like when you listen to the Jonas Brothers, you're like, oh, you're singing to like skinny white people, like skinny white girls. Yeah, yeah. One Direction, like I was listening to a One Direction mix the other day and I couldn't stop laughing listening to Little Things. Um, like I remember staying up in my college dorm to listen to it on the British radio that I someone put a link to on Tumblr for it to premiere. Yeah. And I remember laying in my bed like, oh my God, they're singing about me. And just, I still just, I saw a TikTok that says, this song is literally like, I don't care that you're a fat bitch. I still love you. That's yeah, literally what like, that song's about. All those things you fucking hate about yourself. I'm kind of okay with them. I'm, I'm going to accept them for you. The songs about being like a good friend and shit. I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear that shit. I no. want to hear about me. You're going to romance me. me. Yeah. Without <laughs> them since. Okay. All right. Well, I think the way that we can, you know, help, you know, women, especially young girls when they're into things that, you know, bring them joy or exciting is by not making fun of people, period, for whatever gender they identify or whatever for their interests. There's nothing wrong with like Drew Love's video games. I think they're kind of like boring. Um, But, you know, women get made fun of in video games for liking video games all the time. So I don't know. Get a new get a new joke. It's not funny. Anything that's just remotely close to what women may like or mm-hmm. adore uh, gets made fun of. So, mm-hmm. and I was telling Dayson that the funny, the irony of that is that when women like it, it succeeds no matter what. Because mm-hmm. women, because women buy shit. So mm-hmm. women will buy tickets. They'll buy merch. They'll buy mer- like toys. They'll buy food. If you have a toy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they'll buy anything that you put out because women if they like it, they're going to like it a hundred percent. Yeah. So like the, the, I, the <laughs> irony is if women latch onto it, it's going to succeed no matter what. Yeah. So that's how the fuck you should be looking at it and not look at it like, Oh, women like it. So it's fucking lame. Yeah. Any, just anything that women like succeeds and it, and it overachieves. Right. Mm-hmm. So like any boy band that's blown up is because of women. Yeah. Any artist that's blown up is because of women. TV show. Any, yeah. any, any actor, any movie, any TV show. And when women like it, it's, it overachieves, it succeeds. Yeah. So women truly drive the pop culture entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So that's how I fucking look at it. So if women mm-hmm. like you, you're doing something right. That's what I think. Yeah. So and to all the women out there who are embarrassed to express their interests or things that they're really, you know, excited about, dude, fuck everyone mm-hmm. and like what you like and share it with yeah. other people. It's so nice to see like when you meet someone that likes something that you like, and I'm sure someone's looking for you. But that's it, I think, today for our episode yep. of Two Idiot Girls. See ya. Bye. Bye.